Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Twelve twenty nine. Joe Rico, Alex Ramirez back at the final word. What an incredible lineup so far. Great show. Tons of fun. And it's only going to get better because... Our next guest, we've been trying to get this guy on the show, Alex, for about a year and a half now. Yeah, but is, man. We got Justin Adams. Yeah, we got uh, it all. We had Romy Beam on the program. Sure. Now, well, we've got, we got, we've got the kingpin. You know, we've got the man, Michael Spencer from CBS4, and a guy that, you know, both Alex and I admire. Uh, the guy's tireless in his pursuit of, you know, the giving you the very best coverage. And I know a lot of times local market sports guys really don't get enough pub because of all the national stuff. But I just want to say, Michael, as we bring you on and welcome you to the show and say good morning, what a great job you do bringing the sports world to the people of Colorado. Uh, let's start off real quick with the rarity of rarities. Two winter sports teams in the NBA and the NHL right here in Denver, Colorado, both still playing deep into the playoffs, and you know both of them possibly being able to go all the way to the championship. Different reasons. I think the Avs are actually the best team in the league, and I think with the Anthony Davis injury and the, the exit of LeBron James and company, I think I see a wide-open Western Conference that's right there for the taking for any of the five teams remaining, pending on the winner of Dallas, L.A. Where do you sit on... Who's going to go further in the playoffs, Michael, the Nuggets or the Avalanche? And good morning to you. And I've got to put you on the spot right away because we consider you a little bit of an expert in this stuff. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you guys so much for having me on. It's a privilege to, uh, to be with you guys. I-, I would go with the Avalanche. That's kind of where I lean because of what you mentioned, Joe. I do think that they're the better team. Um, I-, I really like the way this is setting up for the Denver Nuggets, no doubt about it. I think that avoiding the Lakers – in the second round is huge. I think that if Dallas can knock off the Clippers tonight, then you're going to be sitting there like, wow, this thing really is wide open. And even if the Clippers do advance past Dallas, they've shown that they are vulnerable and that they can be beaten. So uh, I, I like the way this is setting up for the Nuggets, but I think the Avs have the best shot because of what they have proven all year long. And if they can get past Vegas, then things really kind of ease up for them in terms of, you know, it's weird to have this matchup in the second round rather than in the conference finals, which is where it would typically be if this were any other year uh, because they were the two best teams in the West all season long. But I think that the Avs just have the talent, and if they can stay healthy, I give them the best shot to win uh, to win a title. But don't sleep on the Nuggets because if they can continue to get good play from guys other than Nikola Jokic and Michael Porter Jr., they're going to give themselves a really good shot to be in that conversation, too. And, and as you guys mentioned, what a great conversation to be having right now as we sit here on June 6th, that both of our teams are in the second round, and both of them have legitimate shots at competing for a title. That's Michael Spencer from CBS4. You can follow him on Twitter at MichaelCBS4. You know what, uh, Alex Ramirez, My Life Sports, this is a, a true honor. I, I watch your, your coverage all the time, and you're spot on. I love uh, your 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 
if you follow on Twitter, it's very entertaining, opinionated, and it's very, you know, it, it's balanced. So it's not one way or the other. There's a lot of media members in town that want to get a clickbait kind of reaction. That's not you. And I like that and I respect that. So keep up with the good work with that. How cool is it? I mean, if you think about what happened, you know, last year during the pandemic, where we're at right now, we have the, the Nuggets and the Avalanche uh, in the second round, and then you got the baseball uh, all-star game coming in, in the next uh, month and a half, 45 days. To have all of this to compare to where, where we were, uh, you know, a year ago, Mike, you got to understand, this has got to be just, I mean, we went from, from gloomy days to bright and sunny, warm days where we're sitting on the patio watching a game, watching, you know, if you're a hockey fan, if you're a baseball purist, a ba- a baseball purist and a basketball, you know, fan, this is the best time, I think, in, in Colorado sports in a long time that I can remember. I think it's the best place in the country right now for sports. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's any question about that because of the level that the Nuggets and Avs are playing and because of the fact that you've got the All-Star game. The only, the only caveat to that would be that the Rockies aren't playing very yeah, well. well. But <laughs> I don't think, I don't think anybody really expected them to be playing really well, right? So that kind of helps. But I think that there's not a better place right now to be a sports fan or from our perspective to be covering sports in the country because there is so much going on. And um, it really is awesome, especially when you consider where we were at this point last year. Um, and guys, I mean, I, and I know you probably felt the same way. There were nights where I was doing the newscast worried about like what was going to happen, right? right? And what was going to be the makeup of the sports world in, in a year? And, and were the bubbles really going to work? And could they really keep COVID out and actually finish their seasons with championships? And so um, I think it's, it's, there's a ton of credit to go around. Uh, but the bottom line is there is not a better place to be a sports fan or to be covering sports right now than Denver, Colorado. Joe, uh, exactly. I, I, I resonate what he Mike just said well, about that. Let me just say this, Mike. I mean, as I'm, I was checking some stats on because I think the other thing that I have a problem with right now in sports, because because Alex and I just talked about it, is this clickbait, hot take journalism that everybody seems to, you know, be be running to on social media these days. You know, I, I believed in the days that you know there were factual reporters who went and investigated things before they just threw out random opinions on everything, and I, I just find that very very uh, upsetting because you know we used to have some responsibilities in this job, and now I think with social media, anybody can just throw anything they want out there. And hey, if it, if enough stuff said, eventually something has to stick. I mean, how how for or against you of what seems to be kind of the new way of journalism? and maybe less people getting the 10 o'clock news from you and more people putting out a random opinion that might or might not be true on social media. Yeah, it's difficult, and, and it's a difficult line to walk, and you guys know this too, because there, you, know, you have to have some opinion, and I think people want some opinion, but there's a, there's a line, and you don't want to cross it. And I think that a lot of people cross it just to cross it and to get clicks and stuff like that and uh, to get views and to get their followers up and whatever. Um, but I think, the, you know, I think there's a place, too, for not only the, the investigative stuff and the, you know, the, the journalism part of it as well, but I also think there's a place for uh, educated opinion. And to talk to players and then, and then make your own opinion and give that opinion based on what you're hearing and what you're seeing, you know. And I think that it's one thing for, for somebody to go out there and just say, this is what happens. It doesn't matter what I'm seeing. I'm just going to go throw this out there so that everybody follows me. And whether they hate follow me or, or like follow me, they're following me, so it doesn't matter. Um, I think that there's, that gets a little bit tiresome. 
Uh, and I think that there's a part of, of the fan base, especially here in Denver, where you want people to be real, right? Like take Jared Bednar calling out his team after their love performance it. the other night. People love that, yep. you know, and, and people are okay with that. And so then for, from our perspective and from y'all's perspective, it's okay to kind of compound on that and expound on that and tell you why Jared Bednar called out his top line and what we think might happen since Coach called out his top line. We saw the same thing with the Nuggets and Michael Porter Jr. after game four, you know. And so I think stuff like that is what plays. And when you have educated fans like we do here in Denver, I think that's what they're looking for more so than, oh, this guy's terrible because I said so, or, you know, this guy doesn't have what it takes or blah, 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 because this is it, there's so much that can be gained from actually doing the work. And, and too many times in our society, it's the instant gratification of this guy had a bad game, so he stinks, he's terrible. Why is Michael Malone still playing him? Whatever. That's not, that's not reality, right? Um, and, and so I think you've got to balance that and, and trust, trust your eyes and try and find some people like you guys who are giving educated opinions based on what they're seeing, what they're hearing uh, from, from the guys who are actually out there making the plays. Well, we actually we appreciate that because uh, about what, four or five years ago, Joe, we went, uh, we went to a, a Woody Page and Mike Kliss book signing and we asked Woody you know you know what's your key to success well how long why have you been able to stay so long in in the media and he he mentioned he said well you know besides me doing tons of work for the Denver Post Rocky Mountain News and as a writer I've been on around the horn for ESPN and we got that he's like it's not about just talking about stats every single night anybody can talk about how many rebounds Carmelo Anthony how many points LeBron James had or who what the stat line is it's about how you uh, give the information out. Is it a responsible way? Prior to your segment right now, we have, a, we have a doctor that comes on every Sunday at noon to talk about the current status of, you know, the vaccine world, how it's affecting sports. Prior to that, we have, you know, we have an attorney on talking about the legalities in sports. So we try to mix it up a little bit, uh, Michael Spencer, when it comes to being responsible journalists, because anybody can, you know, come out and say something on Twitter. And it just, you know, I just want something to to stick so we can you know, have a conversation about it and irresponsibly. And sometimes you get called out. Sometimes you can even get fired for that. So, you know, we, 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 we appreciate what you said about how you have to be responsible to social media, especially in the media, uh, when, when, you're, when you're out there tweeting and, and putting stuff out there. Uh, moving over to the football field, the Broncos. Um, obviously, they're, they're going through their OTAs. I believe it's the first one of the, uh, of the season before they you know, dive into training camp in July. Uh, where do you see the Broncos at this point? With uh, the quarterback situation, Teddy uh, Bridgewater and, uh, gosh, I'm gonna forget, I forgot his name. Uh, Drew Locke. Drew Locke, excuse me. I apologize. There's somebody saying a carousel. How do you see that playing out, and do we have a chance to get Aaron Rodgers here? I think, I think the Broncos do have a chance. I think it's going to come down to whether or not Green Bay wants to trade him, and right now it certainly doesn't sound like they do. And, and who would, right? Like, Green Bay's not going to be there like, oh, okay, Aaron's unhappy. I guess we'll just trade a, a future Hall of Famer and a guy who's won us a Super Bowl and a guy who took us – to the NFC Championship game last year. No organization in their right mind is just going to give up on that without really trying to, to salvage things. Now, are things salvageable? I, I don't know, and, and it certainly doesn't seem like it, and I think that the next couple of weeks are going to be really telling and whether or not Aaron shows up to some of the mandatory stuff and where he is you know, come training camp and whether or not he's in Green Bay and whether or not he's showing up or if he's taking a hard stance that he's not playing for the Packers ever again. So I think that's going to really dictate Green Bay's move. Um, I think that Denver, given the assets that they have, given the cap space that they have, is in a good position uh, to get Aaron Rodgers. And I also think that they're going to be not not great, but they will be okay if they don't. Because I think the way that this team is set up, 
the weapons that they have on offense, the defense that they have built, uh, as, long, as well as the improvements that they've made on the offensive line, I think that they can get average quarterback play and be in a good spot to give themselves a chance to make the playoffs. Now, the big question is what is what is average and can they get that from either Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke? That's still a big question. I think that you know, as you look at this quarterback competition, it's going to settle itself out over training camp and and over the preseason games. And I think it's too early to kind of make a judgment right now as to who's going to win that job. But I I think the Broncos can feel okay, not great, but they can feel okay heading into the season with either Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke as their quarterback, uh, knowing what they have around those guys and knowing what they have on the other side of the football as well. Well, I'll tell you what, this is a very unique time in sports because I think you have two very good teams that are going to be good here in Denver for quite some time. And I think you have a football team that is, you know, on the right path. I I don't think this year is going to be their year. I do think there's still, I'm not closing the Aaron Rodgers window yet. I, I have inside information and I know we all have our contacts but I trust this uh that the the Aaron Rodgers absolutely will not play another down for the Green Bay Packers now whether that means he's going to come to Denver this year maybe maybe not but I I believe Aaron Rodgers is a guy who turned his back on his own family and I think is still excommunicated them has no problems turning his back on the Green Bay Packers. Where do you sit as far as if he doesn't, maybe he doesn't come to Denver, but do you think he plays in Green Bay this year? And, and this will be the last one for us. Yeah, I, I don't, Joe. I mean, I think that that's going to be a really, really hard sell. And from the outside perspective and looking at it, they haven't really done anything to sweeten the pot for Aaron um, as, as of yet, you know. And so I think that when you look at the way that they've drafted, he, he's not going to be happy with that. I think when you look at Julio Jones being out there and then ending up in in Tennessee, he's not going to be happy with that. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm looking like, guys, I told you I wanted some help. I told you I needed something. You haven't done anything to make me say, okay, you know what, I'm going to come back to Green Bay. So right now, I lean toward him not returning to Green Bay. And again, obviously, everything could change. But when you look at Aaron's history, you're right, Joe. I think you got to consider everything there. And if he's going to turn his back on his family and and actually get them, why wouldn't he do that to a football organization you know what i mean and so um i think he was out there living his best life in hawaii and you know loving life is being engaged and, and we'll see what happens with that but i think there's a lot of things going for aaron Rodgers to where he's going to be okay if he never plays football for the green bay packers ever again well hey man this has just been great man uh we we just every bit he's every bit as great as we thought he'd be <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, look, man. I mean, we we just call we just call it as it is, man. Nicole Jokic, MVP, Philip Grubauer, (laughs) Vezina Trophy winner. We got it going on. So, and you know what, Michael Spencer, MVP of the Colorado media, man, for 2021. (laughs) That's it, man. That's how it goes down. Hey, we're out of here, man. Please join us again, man. We really appreciate you. Real quick, how do they get you on Twitter? Uh, at MichaelCBS4, you can find me on Twitter. I'm on there a lot. I'll be on there, obviously, a lot tonight with the Avs game. But thank you guys so much for having me on. This is a blast. We'll we appreciate you, Michael. We'll talk to you again. Hey, that's Michael Spencer, CBS4. Alex, what a great addition awesome, to the lineup, awesome, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Him and Jeff. Justin Adams got it holding it down there. That, that sports department's got to be humming. Hey, when we get back, our man, Ed Prather, he closes the show. It's closing time. It's a red-hot real estate market, Alex. That's right, Joe. Lucky Land Casino.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.